is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Happy to be here with you today in the studio uh, down here in beautiful St. George, Utah. Excited to be here, uh, mainly because we're going to be talking about something that I really am excited to talk about. There are a few things that I think that uh, we need to get into, we need to dive into as we uh, move forward with this episode. So let's do it. Alrighty, here we go. I just want to first off thank you guys for listening and being fans of the show. We love and we appreciate everything that you do for us. And uh, as we continue to build uh, our brand and continue to uh, do exactly what we're what we'll, our vision is, correct? You know, we want to be able to uh, get the vision out to you guys. You know, latch onto it. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. So today we are going to be talking, discussing something that I really believe is is near and dear to my heart and and that is football right I, I know we talk a lot about college football on this show uh we're trying to build that brand we're trying to get everything that we love all in one place right fbs fcs we even talk a little d2 this last year but there's not a lot to talk about right now during college football uh i feel like you know you could go over recruiting but I don't necessarily like doing recruiting for a few reasons because it's going to come down to number one, coaching. If the kid or you know the player is is good enough or able to be coached, and number two, uh, there's this thing called the transfer portal now, where you pretty much can go wherever you want. So just because somebody signs, you know, national you know letter of intent, does not mean that he is going to play at that specific school. Uh, you know, we look already Jake Constantine transferring out of uh, you know, Weaver State on his way. He hasn't, I don't believe he's declared anywhere yet. So that's just an example, right? Just because somebody goes there and, and might redshirt for a season or, or play a season or, you know, all four years, they're going to transfer. And that's just the fact of the matter is. So uh, recruiting isn't that big of a deal for me. I like to invest in coaches uh, and philosophy. That's what I like. And that really is, you know, what we preach here at Get the Ball Rolling and uh, everything that we you know, we love and we and we respect and, you know, everyone that does recruiting or, or or those kinds of things, congratulations, you're making a killing. We're just not going to get into it here and get the ball rolling. But today we're talking about the XFL. And uh, number one, uh, I've had some experience in this arena, not in football, but in basketball. Whenever I get down, uh, talk about why it might work, uh, what is the XFL going to look like, what are the teams, those kinds of things, we're going to be diving into it. So, uh, like I said, I have had experience in the arena of the minor leagues, if you want to call it that. I worked uh, for a team down in Mesquite, Nevada. And it was an amazing team. We, I, I loved it. They were called the Mesquite Desert Dogs. They played in the basketball league. Uh, sadly, they were not able to play basketball this year, uh, but hopefully they'll be back next year. It was a great experience. was able to be uh, a statistician there with my friend Jeff uh, that runs Silling the Pill. We had an amazing time, and, and it was so much fun to be able to see these guys really take hold of, you know, their dream. It's their dream to play basketball and yeah it was a you know a minor league and it was 
you know, far away from the NBA, but it was so much fun. Those guys had so much passion, so much love for the sport. Uh, we saw a lot of really, really good basketball games uh, down there in Mesquite, and uh, they were actually able to go to the playoffs. It was so much fun, such a good experience. I mean, genuinely, uh, it was really cool. So the idea of a spring football league and, you know, the, the idea of having more than just, you know, the major league, you know, MLB, MLS, uh, you know, soccer is a perfect example, or or the G League, or, you know, the basketball league, there's, you know, uh, the ABA, those kinds of things. There's other leagues out there, and yeah, it might be touted as, you know, some of those are developmental leagues to get to the pros. The XFL is not, but I don't understand why it can work in all these other sports. In football, we struggle so hard. Uh, you know, we have had the XFL 1.0. Uh, it failed, obviously. I believe it only made it a season. We had uh, the AAF, the American uh, Alliance of Football, or the Alliance of American Football. I can't remember how it was. We had the Arena Football League there for a while, which was kind of winter football uh, in select cities. And now we have the XFL 2.0. And I believe the timing is right at where you want it to be. Uh, it is. We're at the end of the Super Bowl. They start this week. Uh, I believe it's Saturday. The first game is the Dallas Renegades against the Seattle Dragons. So they start right away uh and it goes till basically right before the draft the nfl draft so we've got a 10-week period where yeah there's not really a lot going on but people still want football i still want football what am i going to talk about college is over now and the nfl is over i mean it was a great super bowl but i still kind of have that super bowl high what else is there to compete with when well, we have nba regular season which most people uh, you look at the ratings don't watch nba regular season now nba postseasons you know great basketball it can get a little long but it's super fun to watch well that that's just part of the you know the experience this is this is the perfect time you do have a little bit of spring baseball we're going to kind of shove in there we're going to have opening day uh during this time but really it is the best uh this is the best time for a league. It's a perfect window. I think, you know, they could even do a summer football league because summer drags on like what it feels like forever uh, after the NBA Finals. But this is going to be great, and I think this is why the XFL uh, 2.0 is going to work. Now, the American, the AAF, the American Alliance of Football, or whatever it was, they actually stole a lot of viewers from uh, the NBA regular season games. They averaged about, I believe the highest one was 40 million. Now, it could sound a little bit crazy, uh, in my head, it's like, wow, that many people tuned in. But I believe I saw a report online that talked about how many uh, people had tuned in. But it beat out regular season games. It gave TNT a run for their money. But the AAF had, you know, financial issues. I was trying to get TV rights where uh, the XFL is, you know, went to ESPN. They went to Fox. They went to ABC and said, please just put our games on. Uh, I don't know if they're paying them. I don't think they are. I think they're just doing it for free, right? Just give us a shot. We're, you know, you're going to make money because people are going to be watching. You know, the you know CPM or whatever. You know, cost per uh, per ad or play per you know thousand people. Well, this is the. This is how it how it's going to work. They're going to be playing on on these networks. Uh, I believe the financial backing is a little bit better than the AAF. The AAF kind of just felt thrown together, kind of at the last second. Like, hey, we have a spring football league. This could work. The XFL is going to be launching in a year, so we're going to try to beat them out uh, first. But you know, it it 
So that's why the XFL, you know, might work a little bit more. Uh, Vince McMahon, the, the owner of the WWE, uh, has put it's estimated around uh, up to $500 million into the XFL. Uh, some projections have said that he might uh, lose up to, uh, you know, mu- you know, $380 million and before he gets start getting this return on investment. But you know what? There's financial backing. There's other financial people at play. I think they, they learned from the, the AAF what to do and what not to do so i think the xfl uh might work uh they had, you know, some people from the AAF. If you remember, you know, we had the Memphis Express, we had the Salt Lake Stallions. Those are the teams that we're talking about when we refer uh, to them, and it was important. But you, you, you start to look, and really, football is 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 king, and it will always be. King. We love football. It's almost a religious following. Uh, you know, I remember uh, as a little kid, I, I don't know how many of you guys do this, but I remember as a little kid with the NFL and with football, you know, my dad always, hey, let's go out, throw the football. Let's go, let's go play some football or whatever. We were always out, you know, running routes. My brother and I were always playing in the front yard. Uh, football was king. And so I, I don't understand why a spring league can't work. Uh, I believe that it will be very successful and we're going to see that going forward but the NFL you know well you got to ask yourself why is the NFL so successful i think the brands you know we america loves brands and it's been built up over centuries uh well a century i guess i shouldn't say centuries uh they've been playing this was their 100th anniversary right the 100th commemorative season uh you have teams like the kansas city chiefs the pittsburgh steelers the baltimore ravens uh you know new england patriots these are brands that are big in american sports history you know 49ers teams that have won uh multiple super bowls i mean gotta give my 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 buccaneers a shout out we've got one uh but we think about brands they've been around for so long we know the success of those brands so it's really interesting uh, you know, how that is really almost this religious or this, uh, you know, cult following. Now, I'm not saying the NFL is a cult. I'm just saying that it, it is a very loyal, loyal fan base. You know, location. Some of these uh, places, you know, they're prime locations. You look at Miami. We've got two teams in L.A. We have two teams in New York. And they've built up rapport amongst those uh, fans. Also, uh, the history, which we've kind of alluded to, and you know, I remember when I was four years old, my dad turned to me and he said, Tyler, you know what? It's time to, uh, it's time to choose your favorite team. And I was like, I'm four years old. I think, you know, cars like fast cars are cool and spaceships and pirates. And, and so he sent out all the, I had all these like little mini helmets, right? The little pocket helmets. And he sent all of them out. And because he's a Chiefs fan, he said, we can't like the Raiders and we can't like the Broncos. And so he took those helmets out and he says, I don't really like the Cowboys, so we're going to take those out. So I had a 29-team selection and he said, all right, eliminate five. And I think I remember doing this and uh, it got down to it. And I and it was between the Dolphins, uh, the Chiefs, because, you know, my dad, uh, what, you know, growing up, he wore Chiefs stuff. So I think mentally I was uh, a little brainwashed. Don't tell him I said that. Or if he listens to this, uh, he might tell you otherwise. But, you know, I... And 
And so I remember choosing the the Buccaneers because they had a really cool pirate ship. That was what was cool. In their stadium, they set off cannons. It was awesome. And uh, I remember the year later, the year after, they ended up winning the Super Bowl. And I remember my dad, you know, we put up crepe paper. Uh, we had streamers. We had a big Super Bowl party. Hey, my Buccaneers made it. And we ended up winning, right, against the Raiders in 2001, I believe, is when it was. And so it was so much fun to really to be a part of that experience so little kids all over the country are choosing this now i don't know uh when it was i know you know our family we do it when it's um four years old my brother you know chose the saints uh when my mom uh she ended up choosing the chargers my dad's a chiefs fan i even had my wife uh choose her favorite team and so we have we have our team and we're very loyal to that team whereas you know the nba is kind of a liquid brand where you know i i grew up liking the clippers uh and the jazz well they're in the same you know western conference i like the clippers because of elton brand but i like the jazz because i went to so many jazz games it's a little bit different so this is why i think the AAF is going to be successful is that football does have this, you know, religious following. Now they just got to implement that into the surrounding cities. And I believe we're going to get into it in a little bit later after the break, but we're going to get and talk about why it's going to be successful and how the logistics of the XFL are going to work. Uh, what makes it different from these other leagues? Why might it succeed? Why I believe it will succeed. And uh, overall, why... I love it. Why Why I'm really excited and why you guys need to be excited. Again, we're college football experts. Uh, a lot of these guys did play for smaller universities. Uh, we have a lot of FCS guys in here, which I love. Got a couple of D2 guys, uh, even a couple of people coming from Canada uh, on these rosters. Or fi uh, eight teams of 52-man rosters. So uh, it's going to be really interesting. So stay tuned. After the break, we're going to bring you guys back. We're going to explain why the XFL is going to work. Obviously, we've determined football is king here. We've, we've talked about the idea of, uh, of spring football and why we like it. We've talked about why football is the way it is. And so we're going to get in now into why it will work and uh, how, how it will work, right? You know, uh, the teams, we'll go through team names, uh, some notorious teams, uh, players on each uh, team, and we'll talk about, I, I would love to do predictions, really, but it's going to be very, very hard uh, to do those predictions. So, uh, I don't really know the... I I guess I shouldn't say I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard because all these guys, you know, we've seen them play in college, and we saw them play in in the NFL, some of them, and even in the in the AAF. So, but it's going to be hard to try to determine uh, these teams. So, stick with me after the break. We're going to be bringing it on back, uh, talking about the logistics side of the XFL. Stay tuned. We are bringing you guys back into our XFL podcast. Loving the new instrumental that we've got going on here. I love it so much. We're trying to mix things up for you guys here at Get the Ball Rolling, trying to do our best uh, in order to, you know, help you guys out, improve the overall uh, listener experience, right? So now let's get into it. How is the XFL going to work? Well, here we go. Number one. Dun, 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 dun. I need that. I need some kind of uh, music or something like this. Uh, this is why the XFL is 
going to work, and then we'll get into it, right? We've talked about the financial backing. Uh, another big part about this uh, XFL is that they have a commissioner that, that's been a commissioner before. Uh, commissioner Oliver Luck, yes, that is Andrew Luck's father. He has been part of the uh, NCAA for a while. So I believe that he's going to look at it uh, with a little bit different approach. He's been a part of like uh, a commissioner role before, so it's not going to be uh, an overall kind of uh, bang, you know, like look at all these duties. I think he really does know how uh, to do this. And uh, so that's I think that's going to be a key asset as we go forward uh, with the XFL is he, you know, he has his head on his shoulders. And I believe that's going to be very, very important. Uh, number Two, well, I guess number three behind the financial backing, which we've already talked about, is that the games will be uh, aired on Fox, ESPN, FS1, FS2, and ABC. So a lot of the country is going to have access to this. I remember the AAF uh, and even the Arena Football League. I don't even know if that was on TV, but I remember the AAF was like on CBS, but there was on like CBS Sports, but then you had to like stream it. It was extremely hard. Uh, you didn't really know where it was going to be played at. I think that Fox, uh, I think he got in obviously with his WWE, Vince McMahon uh, with his WWE connection, but you know, he those are the big networks and I think those are the networks that are uh, moving forward with this whole sports idea uh, this sports uh, I don't I don't understand I guess not idea I just think that they're, they're doing a really good job with the sports uh, side of things right I, I thought that uh, Super Bowl was phenomenal with uh, down there in Miami, I thought Fox did a great job. I think ESPN, obviously, trying to get into that the the, the NFL or the football scene uh, outside of just you know the wild card weekend and college football. I mean, obviously, they do host the the Natty, but that's uh, neither here nor there. But you know, I think that's going to be very very important. Uh, they're not they don't have rights. They're not trying. I mean, they're trying to get rights, but they're just uh, basically broadcasting them for free. So whatever they get on top of it, it's gravy for uh, for Fox, ESPN, and ABC, and that's what's really important, and I think the biggest thing is that the XFL is not considered a developmental league. The AAF went to the NFL and said, look, you give us people that get cut off of the practice team and get off the cut the 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 52-man roster in the NFL, we'll bring them down here, you're going to be able to see how they do against these other guys, and then we're going to move you up, kind of like the G League, kind of like the minors in baseball, even though, you know, some of the minors, you have, like, uh, somebody like... Uh, Bryce Harper, who who just kind of stands out. They send him down for a couple games, or Mike Trout, and they bring him back up. But this is not a developmental league. This is a professional football league. I think some of the uh, ideas and some of the uh, new rules that they're going to implement are going to be really fun. Uh, I think it's going to increase fan engagement, and hopefully the NFL will take a couple of these ideas and implement it even into their game. But it's not a developmental league. Uh, people, they've also said that coming out of college now with Commissioner Luck uh, not necessarily saying uh, that you know they want this to happen, but they're allowing college people, college kids, to come in right after they... You know, whenever they want, they play a, a year in college. Boom, you can go and play in the XFL. Uh, you can make your your money, or as Marshawn Lynch says, you can make your chicken, and uh, you can hopefully uh, enter the NFL draft after you know you have those three years of eligibility. I believe it is before you can enter from high school into the NFL. So you're going to be with professionals. You're going to be with people that have played there. You're going to have a lot of experience, which might uh, to to select few. I think that's going to call their attention. Uh, I think that there are some college coaches, namely. 
certainly, you know, you look Nick Saban with his defense, uh, and there's some offensive schemes that, you know, they're just not, I mean, the, the college coaches are better than what most NFL coaches are. And so I think that that's going to be really uh, a big key going forward with the, you know, the development of the XFL, uh, so the, so those are like the, the the big ideas behind the XFL. They want to increase fan engagement. They're only going to have a twenty five second uh, clock. So instead of I believe in the NFL it's forty, in college I believe it's thirty five or forty. Uh, they're going to uh, they want to increase the you know the, the mo- they say the best part of the games in the NFL is the two minute warning where you're going to have to be able to drive the ball well after any kind of play they're going to set the ball they're going to as long as five seconds have came off the clock uh, it basically stops five seconds run off and then they can hike the ball again so you can still run uh you know do a run play or you can do a uh, a pass play in the middle of the field and get tackled you don't have to be going uh to the out of bounds uh, some other ones they have weird kickoff rules uh punting rules they uh, the overtime is kind of like a shootout in soccer you know best of five win uh the most amount of points scored with those five tries uh, the there are going to be no extra points. Uh, you can, I believe, it's like from the two yard line. You can run it in uh, for one point. From the five yard line, you can run it in for two points, or you can do a pass play or something like that from the ten yard line, or a run play, and then you get three points. So there's a little bit more incentive there. Kind of a goofy concept, but there's a little bit more incentive. I think that the uh, the extra points uh, are kind of one of those plays, unless it really matters. Uh, I mean, if a ke- if a team's totally getting stomped on, then and then it kind of matters or doesn't matter. But if it's close, you know, it kind of matters. But the extra point, I feel like, is kind of just one of those plays that we have in football just for the pageantry of having it because we've always had it. And that's just the way it is. I like how the NFL moved it back to, I believe, it's the 30 or the 25-yard line, 35 or 25-yard line. And they got to kick it, which means more people are going to miss. It's not just a, a given point like it was when it was from the 3-yard line or like it is in college. Uh, so the XFL will be playing... Uh, 10 weeks of football outside of those kind of funky rules we got. Uh, they will be playing 10 weeks starting on Saturday. They play Saturdays and Sundays again on Fox, ABC, or ESPN, FS1, or FS2. Kind of a uh, a wide array of channels that they're going to be playing on. And they're going to play 10 weeks. Uh, they're split up basically into two divisions. I don't know if they've actually given that the official name or conference or, or whatever it is. But uh, they're giving it the... There you have it into four. On the west side, we have the Seattle Dragons, the L.A. Wildcats, the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks. So kind of some uh, cool and interesting math. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, in the east, we have the Tampa Bay Vipers. We have the D.C. Defenders. We have the St. Louis Battlehawks. And then the New York uh, Guardians. So we have kind of a Defender-Guardian type thing. I think they're going to be really fun, and uh, the way the playoff – so they're going to play 10 weeks. Uh, you play everyone in your conference twice, and then you play everyone on that other side of the conference one time. Now, it, I don't know how they determine whether you know someone moves goes to Seattle versus going to uh, – you know, Dallas or, or Houston, obviously Seattle and LA being on the West coast, it's going to be hard for, for a Tampa team to travel all the way out there. Uh, got to kind of dive a little bit deeper into the schedules. So, uh, the best two records out of each division will play, uh, kind of like a conference championship round. Number one and number two will play. And then 
uh, the winner of that game will go on to play in, you know, the championship game. I don't know what they're going to call it, but they've just said the championship game, the XFL championship. Uh, and so it's going to be really interesting. I think some of these, I mean, we've got some good names uh, in here. And we're going to do this. We're going to go through a couple of them. We have Quentin Flowers from USF. He broke about every single uh really like every single record at USF. Uh, we have, you know, Aaron Murray. Uh, both are playing for the Vipers. Seattle, we have BJ Daniels. Uh, Keenan Re Reynolds from Navy, kind of a big name uh, if you're a Navy fan. We have Eric Dungy from Syracuse, uh, Tony's uh, son. We have Landry Jones from Oklahoma. Uh, we also have uh, Cardell, oh man, what's his name, from Ohio. From Ohio State. I can't remember his name right now. I'm trying to look him up. Uh, we'll, we'll just keep on <laughs> moving on here. Uh, oh, Cardell Jones. There it is. From Ohio State playing for the D.C. Defenders, I do believe, is where it is. At least that's how it is right now on line. We have Connor Cook. And uh, we have a lot of just interesting guys uh, You know, on the defensive side. We're going to have to watch that. Now, uh, you guys got to understand the defense is going to gel a lot easier than the offense gels, at least early on. And... I want to kind of just give myself some time. I wish I could get into the rosters and I can tell you, you know, all oh, this guy played, you know, for uh, Seattle Seahawks. He did great in the, you know, Quentin Flowers and, uh, and he's going to do this and this and this and that. I don't know how it's going to be. Some of these guys might be a little bit older or, you know, we're going to really, I guess, look at the, and we're going to watch like, you know, four or five weeks and then we're going to start making predictions just because it's a brand new league. We even have some guys that are coming out of college or haven't really had a chance to play. And the last time, you know, T Taylor Hineke, uh played was in, you know, at Old Dominion. And I don't think he's played since then. And that was, you know, a year or two ago. And so I can't base what he did in college of what he's going to do in the XFL with a certain line and those kinds of things. So we're going to be watching the XFL every single week. We'll probably do a recap and then a prediction. Well, maybe not a prediction right away, but we'll tr be trying to do our predictions. So we're going to wrap it up with this. And what does the XFL need again to be successful? What do we need to do as fans to make it successful? I've outlined why I think it's going to be successful, but what do we need and uh, what can we help out with that number one uh you know download the xfl app i think it's a really interactive app i like the interface uh check that out on apple or the android google play store you guys know where to download your apps at um it's not a developmental league we've talked a little bit about that for for it to be successful uh you got to be able to keep the people there right <clears throat> in order to be a development or not to be a developmental league you gotta have you know cardell jones stay in the xfl if he gets an offer to go be on a practice squad for the cleveland browns he's got to be able to be willing to stay you know obviously i guess he's in, in dc he's got to be D, you know the defenders or you know or if he's in dallas i i gotta look at the rumors or whatever i gotta really uh dive deep into these rosters and stuff but he's got to stay there we can't you, you can't let him move on it's not a move up to the nfl you got to keep the guys there that are going to be there kind of a uh a thought there and you can't allow to have injuries you got to protect uh there's a lot of you know there's rules around protecting the quarterback you can't let your quarterbacks get hurt you look at the nba this season steph curry hurt kd hurt clay thompson hurt and they want to know why the ratings are down you can't let your stars get hurt. Now, I'm not saying that they shouldn't get hit. Uh, football, obviously, is a violent sport. Uh, you know, we saw Patrick Mahomes go down this year, but you got to be willing to have those guys there 
and we can see him. You got to create the stardom, you know, like a Brady, like a Manning, like a Roethlisberger, like a Mahomes now. We got to have that star power. Um, number two, I think you got to have the quality, not only a quality of football, but quality of referees. I, I, you can't have a pass interference call uh, or whatever that was with the Saints that was really bad for the NFL. I don't know if it hurt ratings uh, because it's the NFL, but you got to have... You got to have that. You got to have good quality football and good quality quality officiating. And then number three, I think it's the rivalries. You got to build the rivalries up where no one else uh, can do it. Uh, the NFL, I mean, the NBA, we kind of have a few rivalries. But the NFL, you look at you know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, uh, Tampa Bay and and the New Orleans and, and Carolina. And you have... Uh, you even have people like you know Kansas City and Denver, Kansas City and and Oakland, or I guess now Las Vegas. Uh, those are their hated rivalries. They don't like each other. They play each other twice, and they want to punish and beat the other person. You got to have those rivalries, just like in college football. Those are the best weeks. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, we love college football. Uh, you know, BYU and Utah. You think about Michigan, Ohio, Florida, Florida State, uh, Florida. I mean, I mean, he's throwing Miami in there, but we only have the big dogs Alabama and Auburn uh those are like the, the that's what people tune into I mean I'm not uh, I'm not necessarily a Michigan or an Ohio fan I'm I'd say I cheer for Michigan because of my dad but I tune in just to watch the game because it's the game it's the big deal so they've got to develop that you know we have a few obviously that we're going to be in the same division and close and I believe it you know it could be you know Seattle and LA the Dragons and the Wildcats could become uh, rivals. We have the Renegades and the Roughnecks. You know, they could be rivals, being both from Texas. Uh, New York uh, Defenders, or no, sorry, New York Guardians and the DC Defenders could kind of be a rivalry. I don't know if St. Louis kind of has one or Tampa Bay, just kind of because of the polar extremes. But you also got to, in order to have rivalries, you got to have water under the bridge. You got to have people that get blown out. You got to have people that have close games, close losses, close wins. You know, maybe a bad officiating call. Even though I don't want the bad officiating, you got to have something like that so people can kind of you know stick up for that. Uh, anyway, so that's kind of what I see that the XFL. What we need to do as fans, we need to buy into it. Follow the teams on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. The I feel like the XFL. Uh, not every team out there is as good on their social media presence. At least for me, uh, being 22 years old, I am on social media. Uh, I'm always checking. I feel like colleges do a, a, a tremendous job. I mean, obviously some colleges more than others, but uh, you know, like National Signing Day the other day, I had you know film. Murray State, shout out to you. You did a great job. Uh, they had like film of every single one of their prospects that signed with them, uh, and I believe somebody narrating why uh, they will be good. Uh, you know, UT Martin did a tremendous job too announcing every single person uh some people did you know big video you know uh big old you know video i don't even know what you say uh like i would say like youtube video but i don't know if that's the right word but uh of of all of their their guys and some of their highlights i think it's going to be really really cool uh you know they have a good social media presence the xfl as far as i can see has a really good social media presence i'm following uh them on twitter and on facebook and on instagram i'm, I'm trying to get into it trying to get into the scene trying to get you guys excited for some spring football if you're not a basketball fan or if you're not a baseball fan let's get back into football let's get excited uh we're going to be covering 
covering the XFL, I think, here on Get the Ball Rolling uh, throughout the season. And then uh, we're definitely, as of right now, we're going down to the NFL draft. I don't know if we'll air our podcast about the NFL draft uh, on here or on Slinging the Pill. We might be over on 24-7 Ball Talk. Make sure to check those guys out. Uh, But they definitely are on there, too. We'll kind of you know hand the the, the ball over to them, but uh, the XFL I'm just really excited about it. I'm excited that they're coming from uh, smaller universities or people that have been looked over or who I thought were legit that just couldn't make it in the NFL. Obviously, with some flaws, we'll we'll be able to fix that, and uh, and then we'll be getting into spring football. Uh, the right now I know I mean for example I know Boise State. Uh, it, you know, their spring game was announced the 11th. We're going to be trying to reach out to some some more universities. Obviously, get the same universities as, as we did last year. You guys like that. You know, uh, big shout out to the Colgate fans. Uh, you had the most fan engagement with Get the Ball Rolling. So we'll bring Colgate on. We'll bring Murray. We'll bring UT Martin. We'll bring, you know, Campbell. We'll bring everybody back. Cal Poly. Uh, you know, we had some uh, Weaver State SU. We had some tremendous uh, coaches that came on the show, talked to us. We're going to be uh, talking. Talking to them once again about some spring football. Looking forward into the season. We'll again be breaking down the Pac-12. Uh, probably, you know, move into even uh, some of these other conferences. Breaking it down for you guys and what we're trying to do. We have a lot of stuff to do. A lot of fun, exciting things coming to get the ball rolling in 2020. Uh, be sure to listen to us. But right now, we're doing XFL because I want to talk to you guys. I love talking football. I love talking sports. And I know the most about football. And I'll be giving you guys kind of some uh, people after a couple weeks to watch for uh, with uh, the XFL, uh, and then some predictions going forward. But I got to see the product on the field uh, before I, you know, make my decision. All right, it's been so much fun with to have you guys on uh, this and uh, this beautiful Thursday. Uh, recording this Thursday, we'll be releasing it most likely. Oh no, we'll we'll uh, release it later this afternoon. So this beautiful Thursday. Uh, I know up in northern Utah, for all the people out there listening, it's super snowy, and for around most of the country. It is snowy, but uh, stay safe out there. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Get ready. Tune into the XFL games, and uh, we'll be covering that probably uh, sometime next week, most likely on Tuesday. So uh, be sure to uh, be on social media. Follow us at Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, on, on Facebook uh, and on, on Instagram. I believe we're both at Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, and then on uh, Twitter at Get Rolling 19. Uh, be sure to follow us for all the latest news and updates. So we are out of here. Thank you guys for all your love and support. Until next time, let's keep the ball rolling. This has been another edition of Get the Ball Rolling by Tyler Fessler. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. Be sure to listen every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the latest news, updates around the XFL, and around college football. Thank you for all of your support. This is Get the Ball Rolling.